Thank you for joining us for another lesson from God's Word. The West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence is located at 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest, Huntsville, Alabama, 35806. Anytime you're in the Huntsville area, we hope you'll stop in and be part of our worship. Sunday morning worship is at 9 o'clock, with Bible class immediately following. Sunday evening worship is at 5. Midweek Bible study is held Wednesdays at 7. All right, we are getting ready to get started into our Bible study for this morning. Certainly, uh, we had a great lesson this morning, and I'm really glad that Brother Glenn taught that lesson this morning. It was really timely in order, and we're going to be revisiting that some of that what it talked about as we go through the study of this book of uh, Galatians. And uh, I thought uh, did, did, as he always does, a fantastic job on, on that lesson this morning. I really did enjoy it. <clears throat> we are going to begin in chapter 1 of the book of Galatians. And actually, I see that we're going to have to miss a, an, another Sunday, so we're going to be doubling up on this thing. Brother Tom and I, we're going to get through it, and he'll be with us next week. And w- between the two of us, we're going to get through it in the allotted time, <clears throat> even if we need to double up some to do it. But in looking at this book of, uh, uh, that Paul has written to the Galatian people, it's very interesting, to say the least. And Paul, in this book, as we pointed out previously, is uh, some things that you need to note, especially in this first chapter. He's proving Uh, to those people that he's writing to that he is endorsed by God in the things that he's saying. That he is an apostle and he's an apostle that's uh, uh, placed into his position by God and not by man. And he starts off really in telling us that in the very uh, first verse of this book. Uh, As we study in this book, I want you to look at um, a couple of things, especially in this first chapter. First of all, one thing we want to uh, look at is Paul's proof that he gives of his apostleship of writing to these people in the first place. And another thing we want to see in this uh, chapter is the danger of trying to twist up the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, as we said, Paul starts off right uh, in telling us about uh, his apostleship. But in the first 10 verses of this uh, chapter, Paul Uh, gives us a kind of introduction of uh, why he's writing this book. 
Now, he first of all uh, gives a salutation as he does in all of his epistles. In the first five books of uh, verses, we cover that. I want you to understand that we're not going to do a lot of reading in this uh, book. If, so if you want to open your Bible and follow us as we go through this, you can. Uh, we're going to be uh, going through these passages, but we're not going to be doing a lot of reading. So you can follow me in the book if you open the first chapter of the book of uh, Galatians. Now, you will notice in that that the first five verses is the salutation. He's greeting uh, those that he's writing. You notice a little bit different than the way we write a letter today. You know at first who you getting the letter from. Uh, here Paul tells you in the first place who uh, is writing this letter. We usually have to read the letter and find out at the end of it who it's from. But he, we see here that Paul tells us straight up front that this letter is from Paul. And Paul, the writer of this epistle. But notice what he says in the very first verse. Uh, he says that I'm an apostle. Uh, I'm, I'm an apostle to these Galatian people. And I'm uh, put here by God. And I'm not an apostle of man, but I'm a Apostle of God, and so I'm speaking as uh, by by uh, God's inspiration. God has directed me, and not man. Sometimes we fall under the dictates of man today in our religious world. We rather uh, be man pleasers, but Paul is telling you straight out from the front that this is from God and not man. And you notice if you read that that. Other brethren are with Paul as he writes this uh, uh, epistle. We don't know who those other brethren are, but if you uh, believe that this is uh, the church in the Roman uh, providence of uh, Galatia, then you would have to think that it must be uh, Barnabas and Mark with them at this time. Uh, but if you're thinking that this might be the address to the church that's in the north, you might want to consider that it possibly might be Silas with them at this time. So we don't know who's with him at the time that he's writing uh, this epistle, but we do know others are with him as on other occasions when he writes some of his epistles, other people are with him. But notice here, he, he, he uh, gives uh, honor to God as he does in all his epistles. And notice how he pointed out to them that Christ shed his blood, that we might be delivered from the evil, this evil age. And I think the same thing, we need to think about that today. You don't have to worry about the things that are around us today, how we're facing many crises today. Certainly we're concerned with the things that goes on, but we need to know that if you're a child of God, if you're a Christian, uh, that you're protected by the blood of Christ. He shed his blood to protect you from that. He protects you from the things that 
are happening today, those evil things that are surrounding you today. And so uh, he, he pointed out that this is designed, God shed his blood as a design to deliver us from uh, the evil age. <clears throat> and so God is there. He's protecting us in all situations today. We, we just need to know that God is able to protect us from it. And, and what, if, what if you don't have to worry even about your life because uh, I know we sing the song sometime. I'd like to stay here longer because uh, and, and, we're probably a little bit afraid. But you don't have to be afraid of anything if you're a Christian. Paul, we need to be able to uh, reason like Paul did. He says that I'd rather... Uh, be, you know, depart and be with uh, God, but uh, uh, for your sake, I want to stay here a little bit longer. But uh, actually, if you live right and, and do the things that's right, uh, we should have a reason to look forward to the time when we'll be called home. And But notice at the end of the uh, fifth verse here, in the first part of here, we see that Paul, he's not doing as he does in many of his epistles, uh, you know, uh, offer prayer for them and, and, and talk about their faith and stuff like that at the end of this. He goes right on into telling them the reason why he's writing this epistle. Starting at the 6th verse through the 10th verse, he, he gives us reason here for writing this epistle in the first place. And one of the thing of it is he's so amazed. He's disappointed, of course, but he's marveling over the fact that they have not too many years ago received the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, he had preached to them and, and it was you know, plain that they had enjoyed his preaching, that they had received his preaching, and they had been, you know, uh, uh, enthusiastic. And in just a short time afterwards, now they are turning to another gospel, another uh, teaching, turning away from the Lord. And, you know, it, it, it is uh, uh, amazing, it's disappointing, it's a sad thing to see people when they turn away from the Lord. Because uh, this is the only true gospel, and there's not another gospel. And, and yet, when somebody turned from the church and turned back over into uh, a, a man-made doctrine, they have, have turned away from the Lord. I, I think about an, uh, an occasion when once that a gospel preacher came and preached to us at one time, and he preached so well. I really enjoyed that preaching. I didn't know him personally. I learned to know him when he came and preached to us, and, and he preached so straight. He was so, such a sound doctrine. And I thought everybody in the world should hear him preach because he did so well. And a few months later, I heard that he had turned and to some denominational teaching. And 
was preaching for them. The thing that he had been so much preaching against, he had been persuaded somehow to adopt another uh, doctrine. And this was a, a really sad. And we, I, I often, I still think about that sometimes. Uh, but Paul is warning these people. He says, there's not another out there. Say, if anybody preach anything else to you other than what we preach, let the curse of God fall upon you. And that same thing is true today. You know, people are, are, are they want to preach what they think people want to hear. And you got people that are, are men pleasers today. They they like to uh, you know, sugarcoat things. Even in the church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we have those who would, uh, you know, kind of sugarcoat the gospel. And I'm glad that uh, we here at West Huntsville, we, we feel uh, strongly about telling it just like it is. And that's the way we believe it ought to be done. Of course, we try to be as tactful as possible in teaching people what they need to know about our Lord, but you have to be truthful about it. And I have a class that we teach on Saturday online, and I teach another class on Thursday afternoon. And, of course, I try to be as tactful as possible, but I try to make sure that people know that there is one gospel that you need to turn to the Lord and he uh, has one plan of salvation and, and the only way we can please him is to all uh, obey that one plan of salvation. People have to know that. Um, I know that some people never will. Uh, turn. I never will be persuaded, um, be able to persuade uh, everybody that I talk to to turn to the truth. But that's not our job. Our job is to preach the gospel. And uh, Paul said that he was one of the planters of the seed, that, but God gives the increase. And But Paul is warning these people not to turn back, not to be uh, turning to those Judaizers who have been instrumental in telling them that they need to keep the law of Moses and that the things that uh, Paul is talking to them about is, you know, just a loose way of living. They need to adhere to the gospel of they need to be circumcised and keep the law of Moses. That's what those Judaizers were teaching. And Paul is warning that this, this is a dangerous situation. Don't do it. Don't listen to anybody. I don't care who they may be or what kind of, of position they look like they hold. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't turn from, I don't care what kind of position a person is in, you need to follow the word of God. Uh, you've got a lot of uh, big people, so to speak, 
in great position, televangelists and people that has been everywhere in the world and, and, and get, they got a large following of people and people uh, think that they are smarter than anybody else, smarter than God himself even. And so they listen to, to them and what they're saying. You got people who are telling people it's all right to embrace those things that God has certainly told us uh, that are, are wrong. You got people who say it's okay to uh, embrace uh, those who are transgender, those who are, uh, uh, would embrace abortions and all of these type things. We know that this is against the Bible teaching. It's not that we don't love those people who are out there, but we certainly cannot embrace them and 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 let them think that it's all right for them to live that kind of way. It's not. It's contrary to the word of God. Paul was amazed. I'm amazed today to see how uh, that in the religious world people are em embracing uh, uh, this kind of talk doctrine. And Paul thought it was so uh, much needed until he emphasized that again, he said, he says, as I said before, I'm telling you again, don't let anybody persuade you to accept another teaching. Then in the 10th verse here, we see that he, he uses strong words. He says, I'm not here to talk about what you want me to say. He said, I don't, I don't come to please men. You know, a lot of times people uh, please men. I know when I was preaching in a place, I used to have to remind people, I'm not, I'm not really working for you. I, they certainly, they, they paid me a little change when they could. <laughs> but I was not working for them to die. In other words, I was not. There, uh, they couldn't tell me or put strings on what I would say when it comes to preaching the gospel of Christ. And, <clears throat> of course, I, I was a kind of peculiar person anyway. I was kind of dogmatic when I was a little bit younger, a little bit fire, more fiery than I am now. But I had to let them know that I was speaking for the Lord and I was depending on him for my bread and not trying to please them, not trying to satisfy them. And what they say, I, I, you know, I like to, for people to appreciate me and I like for people to like me, but if you don't like me because I'm telling you the truth, uh, that's too bad. <laughs> And Paul is saying, I'm not here to just say what you want me to say. I'm here to tell you what God wants you to know. And then in, in the second half of this chapter here, Paul goes on to talk about his uh, apostleship. And the, uh, starting at the 11th verse, for instance, he, he started defending his uh, apostleship. And he tells them, first of all, uh, my apostleship 
is of divine origin. It comes straight from God. I'm endorsed by God in what I do. Now, when you're talking to people about Christ, is it, are you endorsed by God? Would God be willing to say amen to what you're telling the people? Would God agree with you on what you're doing? Now, you need to ask yourself that. When you're teaching, when you are trying to uh, tell somebody what thus says uh, the Lord, what God wants you to do, does God endorse that? Think about it. I think about when, when Peter spoke up that time and Christ asked him, say, who do you think that I am? He said, you are Christ. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, man didn't endorse this, but this is an endorsement of God himself. Man didn't do it. God endorsed it. Does God endorse the things that you do, the things that uh, you say? Ask yourself that. Uh, you know, sometimes people... I hesitate to uh, uh, to go into certain things or do certain things, and and you know we like to enjoy certain pleasures in life and enjoy certain things. Uh, ask yourself: Would you want Jesus to be here with you? Would you want God to see what you're doing? Can you accept God as your guest in what you're doing? Sometimes we'd be engaged in things we'd rather for God not to be there. Rather for Jesus not to be there. Rather for them not to know what we're doing, but they do. Just think about that. God knows everything we do. He knows everything we say. He knows what you have in your heart, even the things you're not saying. Now we think about that as we go from day to day. But Paul says here, my gospel is not according to man, it's not from man. But my gospel that I preach is from God. That's what he says in the 11 and 12 verse of that. He tells you that. And then in the next couple of verses, he, say, he talks about reviewing his conduct and the things that he had done, you know, in Judaism. He said, I'm above, I've I got above many of my same companions, some of my uh, comrades that I grew up with, I I excel more than they did when I was coming up, and I don't know how, how Paul had gotten into the ranks, but he he was said thought by some to be possibly part of the Sanhedrin uh, court. And I think that was made up about seventy people, and of course they hadn't gotten to a high rank yet because you notice when. When they were stoning Stevens, he was just a, a coat person. He was taking care of the coats for the people that were slinging those rocks. And he was looking at those uh, uh, taking care of the coats for them. And he hadn't reached the status to where he could be one of the senior people yet if he had gotten to the uh, Sanhedrin. That's the uh, court that's kind of synonymous to what we think about high court today. But uh, but he told them, say, I had gotten to uh, 
a, a very a high position. And uh, he said that, uh, but God saw fit to, to bring me down. He knew that uh, his conversion, uh, God saw him on the road to Damascus. You know all about that. And, and if you hadn't learned about that, you can listen to the kids sing and, and listen to him. They tell us about it. Uh, they know about it. And about Paul and, and how that he was converted on the road to Damascus. And he know, we know that. He, he gives us a, a glimpse into that. He said, well, when I was converted, he said, I didn't have to go and ask Peter or James or any of the apostles about it. I didn't have to confer with anybody about it. God directly gave this to me. He, you know, when Paul was reviewing this, he tells us that God had said, I'm going to send you to the Gentiles. You're going to be a special case, and I'm, I'm going to send you to the Gentiles. And so Paul is saying here, uh, I didn't have to go ask no man. I didn't have to go to school and be taught these things by some man, some of our People today, including myself, at one time I was in school. I might not have done so well when I was there, but I was there. And I learned a lot of stuff I know now when I went to school. But Paul didn't have to do that. Paul didn't have to go to one of these professors, Professor Peter or Professor James or Professor John. He didn't have to go and take any tutoring under that. He was on the same footing as they were. He had just as much knowledge about uh, what God wanted him to do as they did. Because he got this message from the same one that was giving out the message. He got it directly from God. And he wanted them to, to know, want these Galatian people to know when I'm telling you something. My, what I'm telling you is just as solid as it would be from Peter or James or John or any of those apostles that you look to. So don't let nobody steal you away from the truth. What I've told you is just as valid as any man else speaking God's word would tell you. Now, I don't think that John and Peter and James had misled the people in in Galatia, Not, uh, there were some people coming in, uh, you know, other than them. And of course, so James, uh, Peter, I mean, Paul did refer to people coming from James. When you get to the next chapter, talking that some people had come from James, but I don't know what James had sent anybody out there. Not, I don't think that's the case. But they probably were people that had been associating within his circle some kind of way, but I don't think James would have directed them to teach those people uh, contrary to the things that uh, Paul was teaching them because when they went up to uh, Jerusalem for uh, to dispute this thing about the circumcision, James was right there in, in line with, with what Peter said. He's second the motion, so to speak. Uh, on the things that Peter had said. And so I don't think James would be 
associated with teaching any false doctrines. But anyway, he talked about the times before, and then he talked about on his con- uh, he reassured them he had a uh, divine revelation from God himself. It was his, what he did was from God. He did not uh, confer with man. He did not uh, go to anybody and ask them what he should do. But he says that he went, uh, <clears throat> he went uh, uh, to Arabia. Then he returned uh, uh, to Damascus. And then uh, the, uh, the Bible says, the book says that his relationship with the other apostles was uh, scarce. He talked about how that he went up to uh, Jerusalem and spent about 15 days with uh, um, Peter. And said so while he was up there on that occasion, he didn't see nobody else except uh, other apostle except uh, James, the Lord's brother. I don't know, you know, I think about that. Say James, the Lord's brother. I, did, I don't know whether uh, he's considering uh, Lord's brother as an apostle or not, uh, or was he one of the elders of the, that or not. I, I don't know. When I look at the apostles, I don't, I don't know whether... I can designate one of those apostles as Lord's brother. I don't know whether it was or not. But anyway, he said only other person he saw that was in authority there was the apostle, was James. And so he went up there, and after three years, he went to Jerusalem saying, like I say, he saw Peter and he didn't see anybody else why he was that except James, uh, the brother of the Lord. Uh, and it caught, makes me know that he, he was probably not talking about, uh, he was not probably designating James as an apostle, uh, as a uh, the Lord's brother as an apostle because when Jesus was living I don't think none of his uh, brethren even believed in him at that time of living I think it was after he died that his brethren so I think that possibly James had been elevated to an elder or something in the church at Jerusalem and possibly was in authority there and he might have been talking about that. But anyway, uh, he uh, affirms he, that he's telling the truth. Uh, in the 20th verse, he said, I'm telling you the truth. I'm not lying to you. In the things I say, I'm, I'm telling you just like it is. And, of course, he was. Because he went to the, the regions of Syria and uh, Cilicia, he tell us that in the 21st verse there. And you know, the Bible says that these people uh, in Judea, they didn't even know Paul by sight. They didn't. They didn't. They just had heard that he'd been converted. 
And they didn't hadn't seen him since he'd been preaching, they, but they'd heard of the works that he'd been doing. And of course, when they heard of all of the good things that he'd been doing, uh, they were willing to glorify uh, God. They had only uh, heard that he he had once had been persecuting the church. He had turned and had been converted, and now instead of persecuting the church, instead of uh, being against the church, he was preaching the gospel. And so uh, he's proving here with this that he was not preaching uh, a man-made gospel. And so when they heard what he was doing, they, uh, they glorified God. And so I think that uh, he lays it out pretty well here. He's proved that he is preaching the gospel of, uh, of Jesus Christ, that this gospel is from God and not from man. And I think he's given us a good lesson there who strive to teach and to preach God's word. Uh, you can't afford to soft soak the word of God. You got to tell it like it is. You might have somebody that might like it or not like it, but you're going to have to tell it like it is. And I think this brings us to the end of, of the first chapter. Next week, uh, Brother Tom is going to be handling the lessons, and I know I'm looking forward to him doing a great job in the lesson. He always does a great job when he comes and teaches the Word of God. I always look forward to hearing him preach the Word of God. At this time, we're going to have a word of prayer. I don't hadn't heard a bell, but I'm through with what I need to say. And we're going to have a closing prayer and be dismissed from this study. Righteous Father in heaven, thank you so much for being with us as we have uh, studied from your word today. And we pray, Father, that the things that we've said, hopefully, Father, they will be acceptable uh, unto you. And hopefully, Father, we'll go forth from this place more edified, more dedicated to serve thee in the things that we do as we go from day to day. Be with us as we part and bring us back together in the next appointed time. Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being a part of this study. Usually I run over, but I think that we are finished and no point in trying to string it out. We said what we wanted to say. We hope you have enjoyed this lesson from God's Word. If you would like to continue your study of New Testament Christianity, please send your name and address to World Bible School, West Huntsville Church of Christ, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest, Huntsville, Alabama, 35806. Or if you prefer, send your name and address by email to wbs at westhuntsville.org.